Headliner Radio, the creative voice. We're with Martin Seidel of Austrian Audio. Welcome, Martin. Hey, bro. How you doing? You okay? Yes. Good, good. Glad to hear it. So, Martin, remind me how many years this, this firm has been going now before we give you a proper introduction. Uh, well, we started almost three years ago. It's actually very young so, then, isn't it? Yeah, really is young. It's absolutely young, yeah. I mean, it's uh, basically we started to ship the first product only seven, eight months ago, really, to be honest, yeah. Mm, which is amazing. And, and for those that don't know, uh, th- this came from uh, you deciding to grab a load of amazing people that happened to have no job at the time. You basically yeah. took took some amazing uh, manufacturing team and R&D team and created a brand. Um, and that, I mean, it's a ballsy move at the best of times. Um, but what a, what, a, what a payoff it's been. It's a really interesting uh, uh, journey it's been so far, hasn't it? We started off basically with a passion and with an idea to keep a team together that was uh, making microphones and headphones for a very long time. And uh, but we started with no product at all. We started with the idea uh, and, you know, the experience and the knowledge that we can do things different and we can do things better. Um, let me even call it unleashed uh, from some uh, corporate constraints. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and it was great. You know, the ideas came from every corner of the team. Uh, we have a very, very open com- communication within the company. It's, uh, it doesn't matter if you are in, in uh, production or if you are into R&D, actually, or if you probably are in finance. Mm. Uh, most of the people have uh, ideas, worked with products, um, are either musicians, sound engineers, or pure technicians. But basically, everything's allowed. You know, everyone can throw in an idea. Everyone can raise his or her voice, and mm-hmm. um, and just uh, we are all pulling the same string. That that feels so good and so exciting that uh, you know I'm, I'm sure we can even walk through different times as we do right now. Absolutely right, and and I think that 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 stems from your company ethos, the kind of mission statement of making passion heard, um, which I think is what you're all about, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, one policy I would say, and, and one of the important ones, is really if we don't feel to give uh, a significant benefit either in the workflow or in the performance or in the audio performance of a product to our customers, we just don't do the product. It's really about making something special and making something exciting. And if we if we had the same excitement within the company, I think it would carry over to 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 you, to the to customers, to press. Mm. I think it's it's all the same mood with all the people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me. Makes sense, absolutely. Um, so what about you then, Martin, as a man? You know, who is who is the man behind the brand, if you like? I mean, let's talk about your your sort of route into music. Uh, not necessarily pro-audio, but into music. You, I know that you're, you love to sing. I know that you've got a reputation for singing at events, <laughs> Austrian audio oh, events even. Crazy. You you oh, have yeah. a, You have a lovely voice. And so... <laughs> <laughs> You're disclosing all my secrets at once. My gosh! <laughs> but tell us, uh, tell yeah, us yeah. a bit about that. The passion, your passion for you know, for singing. Uh, I believe that's in groups of people and as a soloist. Uh, you're a lover of music. That's where it really stems from, isn't it? It is, and and you know, it really started uh, when I was a very very young kid. To be honest, when I when I first uh, um, found out that this. Uh, big black box uh, in our living room was a piano and uh, you can uh, make some noise with it. And that was, 
really early in, in the days and and since then I, I'm absolutely passionate for music um, you know um, I definitely won't send you any photo material from uh, my early <laughs> youth time uh, I think it would discredit I think uh, a little bit the trust you would have in the brand no uh, seriously <laughs> it's a uh, you know, it's all good fun. Uh, I was, I think, 15 when our first single released, and it was vinyl, you know, so you can uh, now guess my age. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, from, since then, I, I made uh, music with uh, with bands, with um, really changed over time. Uh, started off rather rock uh, music, um, German lyrics, um, you know what you do as a passionate uh, uh, young person? You you raise your finger and and uh, preach to the converted <laughs> that the world <laughs> yeah. shall be a better place. A- absolutely um, right. Yeah. And yeah, and and uh, still today, you know, we have a, a nice little seventies band. We we did some jazz music, soul music, uh, and uh, having fun uh, doing music. And and right after school, I, I went to the University of Music where we had a, a graded course for Tonemeister, which is sound engineer, basically. Absolutely, Because yeah. I was always also interested in that part of it, you know. Yeah, because that's did, a leading, leading, I, I was, uh, uh, sorry to interject, that no, just no, for, for people that don't know, I mean, a lot of them will on this on this uh, podcast, but um, Tonemeister, that is kind of the course isn't it that's the course where in terms of reputation it has an extremely good reputation for if you're set up there you're going to potentially hopefully go places in the audio business yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah. And, and it was really a small number of people that graduated from 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 the course every year we were six in, in a whole year uh, and um wow you know i was interested because i was never all the way through uh, happy and satisfied with the sound uh, of uh, a recording we did in, in any of the studios. Um, I must admit, this didn't change when I had the course because you're never satisfied a few years later with, with, with what you did before, but that's a different story. Um, so um, I was always interested in how can you make sounding the music really great? Not, mm. not only play good music, I mean, that's the precondition. And I always tend to say you almost can't destroy a good song with bad recording, but you can destroy uh, a bad song uh, with bad recording. Mm. So um, I, I think uh, it, it was for me important that, that I understand also the basics uh, of, of how you do record music, produce music. Uh, I worked in studios for quite some time. And, and at the end of the day, um, it, it came together nicely when uh, many years later there was a, an opportunity for me to, to join a pretty famous Austrian microphone and headphone mm-hmm. company that was already in the late 30s. And um, that was my way into the music industry, to be honest. Mm. Well, that's interesting. And and you mentioned uh, jazz earlier, and you, I wonder if there's a sort of correlation here. Jazz music over the years... I've always found, I mean, it's been recorded, the good stuff is recorded phenomenally well, isn't it? It is. And I wonder, I remember going to see a Diana Krull concert 
um, who obviously has some jazz crossover. I know there's all sorts of different... I won't profess to understand jazz music. I know I like some. I know I don't understand some. <laughs> but, yeah, but you know, yeah. it's... it's an, yeah. <laughs> but Diana, I guess, you know, as a jazz vocalist, you know, she has that kind of bluesy jazz kind of thing going on. And I remember talking to a front of house engineer. Um, it's a shame your mics weren't there at the time because I remember he was using condenser mics and he made it very clear to me that to capture, you know, uh, string instrument because um, it was gentle, you know, it was all condensers. And I was like, this is interesting, because normally, of course, for various reasons, for volume and, you know, very, whatever the headroom is or isn't, um, guitar amps, you know, dynamic mics, this, this, this. But it was such an interesting, you know, he had condensers on the piano, okay, maybe a bit more normal, but condensers everywhere. Um, and it was a case, because he was able to keep the volume of the stage uh, quite quiet, he said he was, it because it was jazz and it was delicate, he said that was the most lovely way he could capture that kind of audio i guess that would ring true with you and i guess austrian audio mics you know you look at the 818 the 18 they would really suit that kind of um live uh, reproduction i would think yeah they do and uh, you know there is uh, actually it's absolutely true uh, all the, the smooth little uh, in between uh, tensions of an instrument mm. you can capture easier with a nice condenser, true condenser microphone um, and it's a little bit easier with jazz music, especially Diana Crawl for example, mm. where you can keep the volume low um, on stage, rather low, yeah. uh, so you don't have all the feedback issues really uh, most of them are using either in your monitors these days so that helps also. Absolutely, yeah, for a quiet stage. The condenser mics uh, yeah, and to use the condenser mics on stage. Uh-huh. I mean, um, as we are sitting in Vienna, uh, you may also um, consider any kind of classical music where I think the same statement is true. Uh, yeah. the, a lot of, of string instruments uh, are getting picked up even on stage with, with condenser, with nice, smooth condenser mics. And uh, being in Vienna, classical music, of course, is also uh, very popular here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You've got some amazing halls, haven't you, to, for where these live performances take place? Yeah, the Golden Hall, uh, where the New Year's concert gets uh, performed every year and it's broadcasted to approximately 100 countries in the world. But by the way, with, with a little pride, may I say, that even on that uh, uh, large New Year's concert of uh, the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra on the 1st of January, um, some Austrian audio mics. Uh, uh, we're on stage with the harp and, and with the cello and some other places. So, congratulations! You know, lovely. Um, yeah, that was lovely. It was really nice. Yeah, so, great so, event. And there are other rooms, of course, like the concert house mm. and, and the state opera, of course, which is quite famous. No, fantastic. So, uh, in terms of your when you're not, um, you know, juggling day to day life, uh, uh, and we're talking not during lockdown here. We might come to that in a second, but. You know, day-to-day life, Austrian audio life, when you're not at work, which is probably hardly any hours of any day, um, certainly mentally, I know that I struggle enough, and God knows when you're running a company like you do, it must be constantly on your mind. Um, What do you enjoy out of work? And and actually in work too, what are your favourite bits about running the company? Um, And and then about when you you manage to have any kind of downtime, if if there's such a thing, um, then what do you like about, how do you like to relax? I'm just interested how you balance those hats. Well, on the first hand, uh, let's say with a with a little bit of, of, of private life or or time off, 
Yeah. And you mentioned it before, you know, I'm still very much into music and I, I play with uh, basically two bands or with one band really. Uh, and, and, and the other one is a, is a great hobby of mine and I love to do it. It's really uh, singing with a large orchestra, some Sinatra evenings. So that's really, you know, rehearsing for that stuff, writing own songs, uh, sitting in my little uh, studio in my basement and, and creating songs, writing lyrics. That's for me really relaxing because for me, a creative process needs a lot of um, uh, time where you mustn't think about work or problems. You just need the time even to sit there for two hours and just look uh, out into a, into a nice mood or get get away with all the thoughts from, from all the issues and then a creative process can start. And that's, that's what really, really calms me down even after stressy periods of time. Mm. Um, so that, that's one major thing. And, uh, and then I have another crazy hobby, which is completely different, but I... I love to build and fly uh, remote-controlled little airplanes. Huh. <laughs> How big are these things? Well, it depends. You know, they start with uh, 30 centimeters and go up to three meters uh, wing-wide. So, wow, God. That's yeah. pretty big. <laughs> yeah, are these yeah. things fast? Well, the large ones, not. The large ones are, you know, the, the, the three meters uh, are, yeah. are uh, what I don't know the English word for uh, planes without motor. So, um, like propellers? Sailor. No, no, no propellers, no motors at all. Oh, hey, right. Uh, flying, flying without motor. What oh, yeah. Do you know what I can? I, I know what you mean. Like gliders. Um, gliders. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Large gliders. They are not fast, but of course we do have some 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 nice uh, fancy fast stuff as well. The problem with those is I crash them all the time. Oh, right. <laughs> so you're good at repairing them then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting better. Getting better. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, that's nice. So you, because you do need that work-life balance must be, it's difficult enough for anyone who's passionate about anything, but passionate enough to create something from the ground up, which you are and have been. Um, remind me the amount of people, I mean, it's growing still. I mean, you've got all sorts of people. How many people are working at Austrian Audio in, in some way or another, Martin? Well, in the meantime, it's 43 people mm. we have on board. So that's uh, quite a team. And and you asked before, you know, what is the passionate stuff mm. working here? Everything. I mean, you know, it's really the team. And we we, we really pick the people, you know. it's uh, It's all the people in this company are are here because they are passionate, they want to achieve something, they want to prove something, but it's all of them, and that's the, the nice thing, is, is uh, looking for solutions, how we can do something, and we don't have anybody in here who always, uh, you know, tells us we can't, and, and that's very important. Mm. This, this, this positive spirit makes it extremely, uh, you know, um, extreme, extremely nice working here, um, with uh, discussions go on from, you know, meeting at the coffee machine at breakfast and, and uh, leaving the company uh, probably for a drink and it, it's going on to, to talk about ideas, to, to really allow people thinking out of the box. And, and you know, sometimes you, you take it wrong. Sometimes you try something out and you figure at the end, yeah, 
nice idea, but uh, let's drop it. Uh, it's possible, but uh, I think those creative processes are are those that are most interesting for me. Of course, I understand that I have to do, you know, uh, as as a, as a CEO. I think the most important thing is to create creative products where I'm chill to have them in my hands and play around with them because then I can expect that other people love them as well. I'm sure that the money comes at a time and that's, that's always the risk with a small company starting up, especially in a very crowded market like, uh, you know, microphone central market. But again, you know, I think uh, there's always a way to do it if you, if you do it with a lot of love and care. Yeah, I think I think like like in anything, if, if you do it with love and care, you should get some success. And I, I, what, to finish what I was saying, I think that's spot on what you said. There, there must be that, you know, like I say, as a CEO, you kind of answered it already, but you, you have to surely even more need for these aeroplane flights because you do need to escape now and again, you know, um, because the world is 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 a stressful place and and, and no more so than at the moment. Um, now, of course, like lots of. Uh, companies uh, at the moment, lots of people working from home, uh, well, everybody, um, unless they're furloughed or whatever they might be, um, which is the term we use here in the UK. Um, I wonder, you know, really, do we see the performing markets, how the performing markets and the studios might change after this corona, I I guess, chaos, um, without wanting to get on a a downbeat, you know, because obviously everyone's struggling and getting through this. How does a company have to take care of itself, and then after after something like this happens, how do we bounce back as as an industry? I think that's probably the more positive part because I think everyone's going to be gagging for more live music, some more shows, um, and I think people will be gagging to be creative. Coming out of this, we might we might actually be surprisingly positive. You know, Paul. The truth is, at the moment, yes, there is a standstill. I mean. We have to be honest, there's, uh, all the events are cancelled. Uh, many productions have even been cancelled or postponed to a later stage. And, and that's very, very difficult for a company. I think for any company, uh, I dare to say even worse for a company that just started. I am absolutely convinced that uh, you know we will make it through there. Um, we have, again, um, a lot of time to, to throw ideas back and forth. And, of course, also the Australian people are working from home, uh, most of them. Uh, uh, there are a few exemptions allowed, uh, and we have to take a, a lot of uh, uh, measurements, uh, security measurements, uh, especially for, for keeping some production going. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, I already, in the middle of this uh, chaos, I would say, um, I already get uh, extreme positive signals. Uh, you know, people can't stop being creative. Uh, I, I see, you know, emails coming from from our endorsements, from our friends using our product. They are in their own studios, writing songs, preparing, um, and some great songs have, have really come out of that already. And 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 I really believe you're right. Uh, there will be a big hunger for events, for shows, for you know, feeling uh, your own pulse again, and, and feeling the blood running through your veins, and and enjoying life, and and, and, and enjoying music. Um, we, we, you know, we need to be um, open. This won't happen tomorrow. 
Uh, I think events is probably the last thing they will reopen up again because it's so many people coming together at the same place. But uh, this will come and uh, and we will overcome Corona. Uh, and I do believe that uh, that we will see in the second half of this year some very nice um, events coming our way. And, and, and also studios will restart again with all the, the songs, with all the creativity that's now being done by so many artists in their home studios, in their in their creation basement, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, and it will teach uh, you know annual revenues of, of everyone really um, for this year, but I think uh, it will recover. And um, yeah, yeah. So you know. Nothing positive really in a virus situation, but I think a lot of, uh, we all know, you know, the best songs and the most creative things happen uh, with people that uh, were not probably in the best mood or, or had to go through different uh, phases of their lives. And I think this can also be a, a large uh, motivator for many people to be very creative these days. Mm, so yeah, I think yeah, yeah. we will see that result coming towards us, uh, you know, when it all opens up again. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, and and I think you know the future, like you just said, when it does open up again, I think, I think one, the world is going to be a different place, and I think it always will be. Actually, I really don't think that's over dramatizing it. I think it. I don't think we can ever quite be the same again as 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 people. And I'd like to hope that we have positivity that we can be a bit nicer to each other, that we might, you know, I certainly think we're going to not take much for granted anymore. Um, and I and I think as people around the world, we're all in the same boat, as we say, for one of the first times probably ever. Um, so we're all dealing with it together. So I'd like to hope that every industry um, is going to bounce back, you know, in, in a big way, particularly live touring and events. You know, and the tours that have been delayed will come back and then maybe 2021 will be, astronomical certainly in terms of live music content it's got to be i do think that coming out the back like you said that we can we could really be in for a positive time um come 2021 i absolutely agree paul it's it's definitely a lot of hunger out there people have been in their house and homes too long and and everyone wants to socialize again i think it's it's absolutely important that we do what we're doing right now because uh, as you say it's a uh, it's a global thing, and we are in this together. But again, when we're out of this, uh, there will be a party again and, and, and large events. Um, you know, if, if more uh, places pop up, possibly, and, and I really hope, because I, I, I say for Austria and, 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 and Central Europe at this point, um, unfortunately, we've seen some smaller or medium-sized event places shutting down over the last, years mm-hmm. and and it would be great if you know more of these smaller ones you know it's not only uh, global tours that are happening i think there is so much creativity in you know in medium uh, or smaller uh, things which are not that popular yet but it adds so much to our culture you know if you have more places to play you have more uh, venues to play even for those people who are not yet that important or not yet that uh, famous. I yeah, yeah, yeah. It still is so important to our music culture that 
there's so many different kinds of performances out there. Mm. And I think it's very important that they get uh, all places and, and, and venues to to play. And, and, and I think you have, uh, it's absolutely correct that it might happen that we see more of these small places uh, popping up again next year. Just wanted to end on something, Martin. Um, Vienna, how much, of, because of its music history and its heritage, how much of a role do you think that plays in the Austrian audio company ethos? Uh, well, if you're talking about the general heritage of, of, of music in Austria, yeah. uh, I think it plays a major role because, uh, as I mentioned before, um, probably, and, and you know, saying that, be very careful with that because there's a lot of popular music happening in Vienna as well, of course. And, and I, you know, I really don't want to do the wrong. It's great music uh, happening and it's just, it's really very interesting bands and, and very interesting styles popping up in every corner. Um, globally renowned, uh, of course, Vienna is for, for classical music and some jazz music. And, um, and it's pretty sophisticated to, to record those kinds of music. Mm. So I think that the attention for extreme detail about frequency responses of woods, of instruments, and how that's reflected in a recording. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's definitely in all our products. Because, of course, you know, we're working with, uh, with great endorses uh, also from, from the Austrian classical music scene. That's how it, it, it brought us into New Year's concert in such a short period of time, right? Because, yeah. you know, we have from the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra, we have people working with us on what's the essence of the instrument, right? What's the essence you want as a musician being picked up from your instrument? Yeah. And that's, uh, uh, you know, uh, absolutely focus on detail that we try to put into our recording microphone. So in that sense, absolutely, the heritage yeah. uh, of the Austrian culture reflects in our product. And, uh, and I must say, uh, also the heritage and the, and the experience of uh, a very, very long time that uh, globally renowned products were created uh, in Vienna and as big parts of our team was involved in that creation. So, of course, this kind of heritage is in our company as well. Absolutely. So it's, I think, a great mix between uh, cultural uh, heritage uh, experience and 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 the you know the environment we are in here it's great uh, you know I, I can't be more positive about that uh, so yeah um, I think it's a great mix of of, of passion culture uh, and uh, and looking into a bright future I hope with this company I, I think you're right I think you're definitely right and your products are a testament to that um, Martin really lovely to talk to you um, we're going to talk to you again. We're going to try and do this regularly. Um, so we get a little word from uh, execs like you, you know, the man behind the brand, if you like. Um, and it's been really fun. Um, and I think with your team and your ethos and the whole making passion heard, it's a, it's a great kind of policy, great mission statement to have behind you. So uh, hopefully, you know, uh, when we're through this, um, you know, what shows are coming on, what new products are coming up and, and hopefully we'll get down to a, a bit more normality. But um, let's hope it's not too long. Absolutely. Let's hope it's happening faster than we think. And uh, thank you very much for your time, Paul. And we'll talk again, Great Martin. To Lovely to talk yeah. to you. Take care. Looking forward to it. Thank Cheers you. now. Bye-bye. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.